Hello and welcome to Rusted Junk. I know that some of you might be going, where the heck is season six? I will tell you, it will be the next podcast. We will be recording season six. We're going to start with Jaws 3. I'm going to watch it in 3D. Amanda's going to watch it in 2D because we tried to watch it in 3D. And after two minutes, she went, oh, this is giving me a headache. So she put the glasses away and I went, oh, well, that's good. So I'm going to watch it how it how it deserves to be seen, how it was seen in the cinema, how I saw it back in 1983. And Amanda's going to watch the 2D version, which isn't going to make an awful lot of sense because it was built for 3D. But in the meantime, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome back Joe from WDWNT. Always glad to be here, oh, Charlie. Great to have you. And, you know, we, we needed something to, while we rectified the 3D problem. And we thought, what better than to do one more, one last hurrah? I know it's number five. I know you might be waiting for the for uh, for the new season, but we think we might we might have saved the best till last. And Joe is going to introduce it. And as ever, Joe, I'm sure we're going to keep this short because we always try, we always fail. But let's see if we're successful this time. Who knows? But would you like to introduce what we are going to do today? Yeah, we've been doing some popular movies from the 80s, which is uh, a little different than what Rusted Junk has was conceived as, but we love it. You know, yeah, it's good. We're able to touch on the fact that we're such lovers of 80s movies, hmm. and uh, we got one of the big ones, and uh, all I could say to you, Charlie, is who are you going to call? Yay, Ghostbusters. Are we going to end up with something as good as Back to the Future, where we had, where we swapped them, John Cusack and Gene Wilder, for Martin McFly and the Doc, respectively? Oh. I would say that there are people on here I would definitely like to see in this movie over the original stars. Wow. You're not going to be able to prize anybody apart from, you're not going to get me to admit Bill Murray shouldn't be in it. The others, okay, fair game. We'll see. We'll see. Well, all right. Before this gets lost in the, the you know, towards the end, because I'm always afraid that when we run late, we kind of speed things up. I wanted to bring up the music. Okay. Uh, and because partly because this this is a story in itself. And I, I think you're probably aware of it. Is it Elmer Bernstein that did the music? Well, no, he did the, the score, but the song, the song for Ghostbusters. Oh, and I can talk about the soundtrack as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so do you do you know the history of what happened with Ray Parker Jr. and Huey Lewis in the I news? I did raise uh no then. If you introduce Huey Lewis in the news, it's not what I thought it was. Please en- enlighten me and the listeners. All right, so so this was a big thing over here. Maybe it wasn't as big over in the United uh United Kingdom, but in the United States, this made pretty big headlines. Is that Huey Lewis had sued Ray Parker Jr over Ghostbusters because it was too similar to his song. I want a new drug and he won. And uh, it's, it it's an interesting story. Like it. If you listen to it, I'll send you a video where you can listen to both. It, it does actually, I, I feel like that there were some people that said, no, it's a little too different. I would have given the money to Huey Lewis because it does seem like, you know, he was, it was ripped off a little bit, you know. Wow. See, I thought I knew those songs. Um, listeners, you've got some homework. Go to Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you use, um, and play play both songs. And then, put so pause this, play both songs, and then go, oh, right, yeah, Joe was right. And I, I'm not 100% sure about uh, the history. I should have done my homework a little bit more. But I know, I think that um, was it Columbia Pictures they had produced. Ghostbusters. Yes, they, had, Columbia, yeah. they had approached Huey Lewis to write a song for Ghostbusters. Right. And he had Ghostbusters was in 1984, right? Yes. I was looking this up before we started. And in 1985, he he did The Power of Love for right. Back to the Future. And I, I think that this might have happened before. So he had he might have written the song Power of Love for back to the future which was supposed to come out but they had approached him to do ghostbusters and for some reason whatever he just didn't want to do it wow okay so, so he could what, have had he could have scored two two good hits then could have 
Wow. Well, that would have so, pushed him into the stratosphere. So what they did was they uh, they got Ray Parker Jr. to do it. And he always says, oh, I only it only took me like an hour to write the song and then like a couple hours more to complete it. Right. You know, com- finish it, keyboards, drums, everything. So it is kind of weird that Huey Lewis was approached to write the song. And then Ray Parker Jr. does it. And it's a it's a ripoff of a Huey Lewis song. Do, do you think? But uh, I want a new drug. Was that when was that released? Same year. It might have been the same year or the, or the year before, because he couldn't have sued if it was afterwards. So it had to be released before. That's a big. That's a big um, fu to. Oh, okay, we can't get Huey Lewis. We'll get this guy Ray Parker Jr. in. What's he? And if you, well, very little. Well, that's the whole thing, though. It's like. What has Ray Parker Jr. done other than the Ghostbusters theme? And it's so popular. Well, that's it. I mean, and it's a good song. It is. It's a great song. So it's kind of like, how all of a sudden, you know, did he was he able to come up with this song? Meanwhile, Huey Lewis and the News they had a ton of songs back in the day, which were very popular. So it does kind of raise some suspicion to it. You know, and like I want a new drug uh, is, I know you're probably thinking of when it goes, I want a new drug, but in the background, it's going, you know, if you listen to it, it, it does sound a lot like Ghostbusters. Right. So um, anyway, so that makes it fishy that they had asked Huey Lewis and he said no. And then all of a sudden Ray Parker Jr. comes out with a song that sounds like a Huey Lewis thingamajiggy um but another thing too is uh this guy i'm curious what you would think about this did you hear who else was approached to write the song for ghostbusters this might be the story that i know but i've forgotten it so yeah okay oh it was um lindsey buckingham no because he he did vacation i've actually got then because okay yeah no he he did national lampoon's vacation holiday road of course yes he did and they approached him to do the song for Ghostbusters, but he didn't want to be looked at as a guy who wrote movie music, you know, or, or songs for movies. So he, he right. declined to do it. But I thought that could have been interesting. I, I do like Holiday Road. Oh, it's just it's perfect. And I'll be honest with you, I like Ghostbusters way more than I want a new drug. I think I want a new drug sucks. Yes, from what I remember. I mean, I didn't mind the heart, the heart rock and roll. Start sport, I think. Start of sport. Yeah, no, he, he had a lot of. I, I had one of his albums, and it, almost every song on there is a hit. I know, but it's lift music, isn't it? Stuck with you and stuck with you, yeah. And hip to be square. Oh dear. Uh, I'm going to bring out my inner Patrick Bateman, my Christian Bale, and start talking about uh, hip to be square and start getting my acts. Oh, okay, doing a, doing a back shuffle, American Psycho. Reference if you haven't seen it. Anyway, uh, they, they were very portion. yeah. They they were very popular back then. So, well, we had the Ghostbusters soundtrack, mm. and my sister was a massive because my I've got two older sisters. One introduced me to Fleetwood Mac, um, the other just introduced me to pop and stuff, whatever. Um, but she was they were my sister Fiona was mad keen on a band called Air Supply. Uh, oh, oh good lord right. okay okay so she i grew up with an appreciation for air supply and they had a song called i can wait forever and she split up to her boyfriend so i can wait forever so this thing went on all the time in the car in the house everywhere and it's a pretty dirty song sorry fiona if you're listening but it's a pretty dirty song but then so are all of air supplies but I was that I went I was I went to Vegas in two thousand and five, and across the road from the New York New York where I was staying, Air Supply were playing. Oh no! But I did no, no no wait a minute wait a minute I didn't go because I just thought okay and this is I think I think if I remember I YouTube them and I thought his voice is is shot it's gone. So I didn't go, but the air supply were literally just over the road, and I still never went and saw them. 
I couldn't grab the radio button knob or whatever you want to call it fast enough whenever I would hear them come on the radio. It just was. There's a couple of good songs, Joe. I'm all out of love. That's so two less lonely people in the world. They're great. Songs. I don't. I don't even know that song. Well, but, oh, I couldn't stand them. You know, they they sound a lot like Sticks, but Sticks was a lot cooler. Oh, okay. Apart from Babe, tell me another song Sticks made. Mister Roboto. Oh dear. Okay, two two hit wonder. Sail away. Oh, okay, three hit wonder. No, I could name a a whole bunch. Okay, over here give we me some time. To do Babe. That's it. Yeah, it is, babe. Um, I, I'm not going to name them all because let's anyway, get right. Let's get into the let's, why let's we're get here. Let's get into it. Yeah, while we're here. Okay. All right. So the big one, like Peter Venkman. So you, well, do you know? Well, Bill Murray's just perfect. So whoever whoever you're going to list now is not going to knock off the throne. Well, do you know who the original Peter Venkman was? No, this is this is where I am in your hands, Joe. John Belushi. You never heard this? No. Okay. Oh man. No. A little bit of well, a call me, call me a novice on this one, then. Yeah. Yeah. No. So originally, I, I'm not going to name the rest of the characters, but this was probably a, a different movie back in the day. Dan Aykroyd and uh, what's his name? Harold Ramis writing the script for Ghostbusters, and it was supposed to be, you know, Dan Aykroyd was. I think going to be Spengler, although they had other people in mind. But John Belushi was supposed to be Venkman, but he right. died while they were writing the script. Right. And um, they actually, they say that Slimer is supposed to be John Belushi. Because the noise that Slimer makes. Well, the look of him too. You know, he's right. kind of like a pudgy little ghost. And when he's eating that food in the hotel, it's, it's, it's kind of like, like um, Bluto from Animal House. Yeah. Exactly. It's no homage to that cafeteria scene oh, in Animal okay. House. So, um, see, I, and I could think that worked because the Blues Brothers is pretty much perfect. It's just a wonderful film. Um, but then two years later, they did a film called Neighbors. And I know I watched that about six weeks ago. Um, very, 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 very strange film. Um, but the two of them were, were so well together that. Yeah, they were maybe. very good. Yeah, you know, and they were in Saturday Night Live, the two of them together. They were the originals. Well, mm. well, Bill Murray was too, I think. Yeah, um, but they were great together, Belushi and Aykroyd, and they just gelled off each other. They're kind of like Laurel and Hardy in a yeah. way. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, but it's hard to imagine anyone other than Bill Murray. I understand what you're saying, mm. but it's, it's just part of it. If you take him out, then. Yeah, we can play around with the other names, but okay, John John Belushi, I, I can see, but would I want to replace him? No, not really. I think when you've heard Bill Murray sing Star Wars, the Star Wars theme is the lounge singer. That might be one oh, of the you, funniest, funniest things. And you got to look up on YouTube. Bill Murray sings this as the lounge singer. He sings Jaws. Does he? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to see that then. Star, I can't. Get, I can never get that out of my head. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Yeah, just, that's, that's just genius. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I always think of that when I'm watching Star Wars. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh dear. Um, right. But the one thing about Bill Murray, again, he's a great comedian. I love him in a ton of movies that he's done in the '80s, yeah. specifically. Well, he's up there for those who, those of you in there. He is. Okay. So, yeah, some stripes. So Bill Murray is always watching over this podcast. But he has been known to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Because prior to that, what did he do? He did meatballs and he did stripes, right? Uh, meatballs, stripes, Caddyshack. Oh, he did Caddyshack before Ghostbusters? Yeah, Caddyshack was 1980. Um, oh, there's, there's another film that doesn't come to mind, but yeah. Yeah, well, he was a bit of a prima donna, you know, like where he was unreliable. And I think even like the, the first day of shooting of, of Ghostbusters, he was hired, but they weren't sure if he was going to show up. Like no one could reach him. 
right. never got back to their messages, but he ended up showing up, but that was the type of person he was. And then he only did the movie because Columbia said that they would finance his remake of the Razor's Edge. Yes. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah, he wanted to show his dramatic side, which I don't know. Has he won an Oscar? Um, was it for that? Uh, Lost in Translation. Yeah. Was it, I don't he, think he did win the Oscar. I think she won Best Supporting. But he's mostly in artsy movies now. Yes. Or art house movies. If you yeah, we're not going to get What About Bob and all those. Del- no. And it, and it kind of sucks. And, you know, Jim Carrey went the same road and, and sort of Tom Hanks where they were comedians and they're like, well, I'm more than just a comedian. I'm an actor. And, but you, we ended up missing out a ton of real funny Bill Murray stuff that we could have seen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is kind of sad. I know people that go the life aquatic, um, that he played the character that he plays in that film. Um, and they say, oh, it's genius in that film. And I'm like, God, that film bored me to death. I couldn't even finish watching that one. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this actual come up, by the way. It's just while I've refreshed my memory. When I was looking for some, uh, doing some research for the future episodes of the podcast, did you know they're making Beverly Hills Cop 4? Oh, yeah. And no, I knew that they released a Why poster did... for it, too. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the... What? And apparently, Rosewood and Taggart are back. I wasn't familiar about that. Yeah, they're both. There's a picture of them. And oh, yeah. John Ashton has aged. As you would expect, John Ashton appeared. He looked 65 already. Mm. Um, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, he must live next door to a really nice chicken place, is all I can say. Because uh, life <laughs> has not life has not dealt him a healthy hand. And uh, the, the last time I seen him was on Seinfeld. And right. He just never He's really a big had lad much of a career. Is, is, is judge. But I, I looked up the, 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 you know, it was a family in distress or something like that. And I'm like, can you just leave Beverly Hills Cop alone? You know, it was bad enough. I've still not watched the sequel to Coming to America because I just can't face it. Like it Bill and be. Ted, I haven't seen that either. Bill and Ted one. Anyway, I wouldn't bother with that one. We need to get back on. T- I know we need to get yeah. back on track. Right? Sorry. All right. My so fault. this guy, this guy, again, he, you're a big fan of this guy, you know. Okay. Michael Keaton was offered the role, and he declined it. Bad work. Yeah, I can imagine it. So, if you can imagine Bill Murray doing his, um, when he's trying to impress Sigourney Weaver outside the 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 place where she's come out because she's a musician, and he's doing that little jump thing with his leg, I can imagine Michael Keaton doing the stuff that Bill Murray does it, and and doing it pretty well. Mm. Yeah, no, he was a lot funnier, I would say, back then. He did Night Shift. Not um, than Bill Murray back then, Joe. No, no, no. I'm saying he was a lot funnier back no, then. No, it's not. It wasn't funnier. No, I I then. agree with that. But yeah, no, I, I I would prefer Bill Murray over Michael Keaton. But mm. what confuses the hell out of me, and I think we might have discussed this on some of the other what ifs, is that he was offered other roles and he turned them down. It's like, why would you turn down? You're Michael Keaton. You're a comedian, yeah. and the guys from Saturday Night Live come with a script where you're basically going to be playing the main character and you turn it down. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit harsh. Kind of, it, it makes me wonder about the guy. It, you would think that he'd be dying just to play anything in any kind of movie. I mean, he got <laughs> Batman towards the end. <laughs> yeah, but is, isn't he like a isn't he like a bad omen now? Yes, yeah. every film is the Flash and Batwoman. They're both they're both going to well. One is cancelled. The other one is probably likely to be cancelled. It's just like, mm. like I'm never putting the cowl on again. <laughs> oh. All right, another guy. I, I don't know if you're particularly a fan of him. I know you like some of his movies, Chevy Chase. No, I'm not a fan. We discussed this plenty of times, Joe. I'm not a fan. Well, you He's, like Vacation? I like Vacation. Yeah, that's it. Christmas vacation. <laughs> well, I like the vacation. I, I, I guess I even like Vegas vacation, but more for Wayne Newton than anything else. I'm a bit, I'm a Caddyshack. Big Wayne, big Wayne Newton fan. That's not, we discussed this. It's not his it's film. Not, it's not his film. He is a, he is a cog in a huge machinery, which is Caddyshack. 
I don't know. I kind of disagree. Rodney Dangerfield is the star of that. You think Rodney Dangerfield is more of a star than Chevy Chase in that movie? Yes. I yes, don't I do. Know. I mean, because every time Dangerfield, was Dangerfield great. comes on, Danger- every time he's on the screen, he is perfect. He is loud. He's brash. He's obnoxious. He's funny. All the things that Mandy hates. She said, I'm never watching a film with him <laughs> in ever again. Um, so I'm not allowed to do Caddyshack with this. So when it comes around, we will end up doing it. Um, or Dom. I, hope, I think Dom would come on that because I think he loves that. Um, but yeah, Chevy Chase, apart from that, as I say, if I ever see Fletch again, it'll be because I'm tied down and I'm in a jail cell and I can't escape. Well, you know, like when the marquees would be out, like when you would go buy a movie theater. The, the what? Back. The marquees? Yeah, you know, like where it was like, basically showing what movie was playing in this theater all oh, right yeah yeah all, all in lights yeah i mean i remember they would say chevy chase in caddyshack over here maybe again he was he was probably a little bit more popular over here because yeah. saturday night live and he did host weekend update and all that but what else did he do he did something with goldie hawn foul play yeah you know uh, i'll tell you he, what i watched yesterday the man with two brains with steve martin yeah that that's that's comedy that is a comic comedic actor that's just (laughs) i forgot about a lot of the lines in that film yeah that's good oh dear me that i just i just smiling from ear to ear of oil (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to screw a gorilla um (laughs) you paraphrasing (laughs) um anyway Right, back on track, Joe. We'll never get this Yeah, you're probably right. So so he was offered the role, and he declined it. Uh, No, so what do you think about that? He declined it. Great. Wonderful. Well, do you think he would have worked at all? No, not at all. I I think he would have worked. But again, none of these I can see being better than Bill Murray. He would have played Clark Griswold, and it wouldn't have worked. That's not what it's for. He's not a... He's, you know, it, it doesn't do Shakespeare. He's not a versatile actor. Whereas I think no, Bill, Bill Murray is a, and I know Quentin Tarantino disagrees, but you watch Groundhog Day and you watch the emotion that's in that and you watch <laughs> the, everything that's going, well, it is. It's better than anything Chevy Chase has ever done. <laughs> You're trying to say that he, he's a, a, a virtuoso by Not virtuoso, and- but it's better than anything Chevy Chase has done. Lost in Translation, that was great. Uh, no, I enjoyed you, it. Well, no, no, I thought you were specifically taking Caddyshack as a point of view. No, no, and, no. Uh, the Groundhog uh, Bill. Oh, uh, oh, Groundhog. I thought I was thinking, of, sorry, I got movies oh, no, confused. No, no, Groundhog Day, I thought it was I, I was thinking of uh, his role as, as the, uh, what is it, the Groundsman? In Caddyshack, right. I was like, "You want me to so kill no- the golfers?" I'm sure that they need to be here. No gophers, you idiot. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, he's well, Groundhog Day. You know, that was his vehicle. Um, While I was I- talking about Ground, wait a minute, you just reminded me. Um, I worked. Somebody's worked out how long he was in Groundhog Day for. How long he repeated the same day? Oh, really? So what do you think it is? Well, I don't think it's measurable because I don't think we saw all the days that he repeated. No, that's true. We didn't. So Harold Ramis was asked in um, the start of the century, so 2000, and said, how, how many days? And he said, oh, I think it's about 10 years that he's Oh, wow. I, I didn't expect that much. But somebody's worked it out and said, if he gets, if he gets good at ice sculpting, if he gets good at the piano, if he gets good at, at all the things that he mm. gets good at that he has to do, even if he works in parallel, they've done a huge, go online and look at it. It's a mathematical calculation they've done of, of, of everything. It's 34 years. Oh, that's in, interesting. In days. So that's how long he's trapped in Groundhog Day, which doesn't make any sense because then, You'd have gone stir crazy after about five. I don't know. I think I might have liked having something like that in Groundhog Day, well, just being able to start the day over and over again. You probably go and um, say hello to the waitress every time. 
Probably. Probably, yeah. But anyway, so he was hot than Andy McDowell. But anyway, yeah, I would have went after. I would have went after someone other than Andy McDowell. Right. Anyway, um, we have got a podcast about Ghostbusters. Sorry, Joe. I keep derailing. Sorry. Oh no, no, I do too. But he, the problem that he said that when he saw Ghostbusters, it was a completely different movie than the script that he was given. Right. The script that he was given was much darker. It was much scarier. It was. And that's why he declined it because it, it was less of a comedy. But I guess right. they worked it. The, the movie drastically changed after John Belushi died. Um, uh, we'll get into that too. Uh, so another guy, Steve Steve Guttenberg or Gutenberg. Don't uh, even think about it. Why? 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 why isn't it? What, what, I'm thinking about it. You're you're telling me, it and I've got to. No, I can see it. by your face that you're thinking no, I've got about to process it. it. I'm I'm thinking about it because. <laughs> No, because he didn't do a good film. He didn't play any other good character that I enjoyed, including Cocoon and Three Men and a Baby. Even Three Men and a Little Lady. He's the weakest thing in that by a country mile. But he's good as Mahoney. And could he have done Ghostbusters? Absolutely not. I think he sucks. I never liked him in anything. Oh, come on. He's good. Even Police Academy. Academy. Well, I think it was, you know, a decent movie, the first one for sure. I think anyone could have played his role and probably anyone could have played it better than him. Like, could you nobody, imagine? Nobody you, mugs, nobody mugs like Steve Guttenberg. You, uh, know? Yeah. you don't think Bill Murray would have done a better job in police Academy. Yeah. It would have been a classic, more of a classic. No, cause he would have, he would have looked too old. Bill Murray going over, going, going after Kim Cattrall in, in what? 19, what was it? 1982. No, 1984, Police Academy. Well, he could, yeah, no, it, it would no. still work. Back in the 80s, they didn't care about age. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, Tom yes. Hanks. Tom no, Hanks. No, well, that's an easy one. <laughs> I, I hope you could measure that in nanoseconds. Well, uh, I would have been faster with Steve Gutenberg. But well, no, I agree with you. Tom Hanks, uh, well, you know, he, he might have worked, but again, he, nowhere near as good as Bachelor Party, good. Hasn't made a decent film after Philadelphia. I know that's controversial. And don't get me started on Forrest Gump because you know where I go with that and it doesn't end well. So Bachelor Party, Tom Hanks, even that one, which I enjoyed. No. Toy Story. No. Good in Toy Story. No. Yes, he was. Good in Toy Story. Provides a voice to an animation team. Yeah, that's, but without that's his... That's not a performance. That, yeah, any, but... He... Any animated thing is not a performance, which is why it never gets an Oscar or a Golden Globe, because you are a voice behind a thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I think there's some great voices. Maya Rudolph. Is it Maya? Maya Rudolph in Big Hero 6? I love her in Big Hero 6. Can I stand her otherwise? No. <laughs> like, what did she do in that movie? She was the ant. Yeah, she was the ant. Yeah, she's good. I'm going to get some wings, or we're going to get some hot sauce. Right? Brilliant. Sure. Loved it. Uh, Robin Williams. Ah, I suppose after all those no's, I might have to start going for a no. Do you know what? For the same reason why we talked about Robin Williams before, no. He's not allowed near iconic iconic characters. He's created some of his own. Let's, let's like the Berlin Wall, let East not mean West. I mean, if you look at it back in the 80s and even beyond, how many movies he was rejected for? I just think he they felt he was uncontrollable. Yeah, well, he was. And hard to work with, um, which I, I don't know if that was true, but I, I just think, and I know Bill Murray, I, I, I think ad-libbed almost the whole movie for Ghostbusters. Yeah, probably about right. But uh, Robin Williams definitely would have too. Yeah. It's great in the world according to Garp, which might be my favorite Robin Williams film. Well, no, I thought it was interesting because he uh, he eventually was another one that he wanted to get into serious acting, and I, I do like some of his movies. I know you, you're not. Don't a say fan Dead Poets Society, otherwise it this no. ends. This ends now. No, I liked Awakenings. I thought he was good in that. Oh, okay, and Goodwill Hunting. Ugh. I think he won a. He might have won an Oscar for that. I thought it's The Fisher King. He was all right in The Fisher King. I never saw that one. I... That's good. Anyway, all right. So that that's okay. uh, Venkman. Wow. <laughs> I, thought that would, I thought that would go on for no, actually, years, I think he was the one that had the most. Okay, so Egon Spangler, 
Again, you're in hallowed, hallowed territory. I mean, I love the two of them. You know, I, they they are cheese and pickle. Cheese and pickle. Oh, God. Yeah, cheese and pickle. A cheese oh and pickle sandwich. Oh, my God. They are, they, they, they I, work I, I, together. No, that would never enter my mouth. Give me cheese whiz and anything else. Wait a minute. I, no, no, we're not going down into the, I'm not getting schooled by, cheese and pickle. by, Good Lord. by the U.S. on culinary that's Standards. culinary pickles is culinary wait a minute when i say pickle when i say cheese and pickle to you what 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 pickle have you got in your head like the green ugly disgusting one? Oh right no 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 it's no. in a jar no have you ever seen branston pickle no oh but so, it's a pickle no know? but it's cut down into cubes and it's in this kind of like sauce like brown sauce type thing it's, it's it's if you have a plan did you ever when you came over to the uk you never had a plan no lunch. i i hate pickles first of all i don't like no, the look but of it's them not pickle it's not like a pickled onion or it's not like pickle or anything like that it's it's not like pickle rick it's nothing like that it's pickle go and have a look at everyone right, in look the UK. later right everyone in the uk at the moment it's maybe maybe not screaming at this going why doesn't he know what pickle is a cheese and pickle sandwich is, and everyone in the US is going. Joe's got a point. What the hell yeah, is this? What the hell it, is this guy talking about? So you're saying it's not green in your sandwich? It's not green at all, though. No. Oh, okay. It's brown. It's 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 in a sauce. Oh, well, all I know is that if I was in the UK and someone said, "Oh, look, here's a lovely cheese and pickle oh, sandwich God. I made Time for you," the again. I'd like, be like, yeah. "I'm fine. I'm good." And it's like, oh, if you had a cheese, proper cheese and pickle sandwich. You would go. It's it's amazing. I would never have it. I'm, I'm well, telling you, you right now. If you ever no, came over, if I come over and visit you, I'm bringing a bar jar. I'm bringing a jar of Branston and bring a gun loaded because that's the only way I'm going to eat it. <laughs> right. Cheese, we'll have a cheese whiz and Branston pickle party. Yeah. All right. So we'll, I don't know right. how we got into that. Oh, one. Egon Spangler. The, the two of them together. Oh, yeah, they're, right. they're, they're stripes. So it's just reunited. So somebody w- was offered the role before him. Okay. Michael Keaton again. No, see now that wouldn't have worked. So he turned down Venkman and Spengler. W- what's well, wrong with this what's guy? Wrong, exactly. What I am wondering now, what is wrong with him? And after he hearing that, I was straight, like, he can't play a straight man. I, and I love him as Batman, but after hearing about that, I'm like, I, I guess I'm okay with the Flash being canceled in Batgirl. Well, Flash is still not canceled. Well, how could you be so arrogant and obnoxious? You know, you would think that he he didn't have much to go on, and it's like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay out of this Ghostbusters thing. Uh, it's great. It's great in most things, mate. Uh, okay. Anyway, anyway. Um, you need yeah. to, uh, hopefully a list of these people that you're going to read out. Some They're not all comedians. They're actually no. people that could play a straight. Okay. No. There's, Jim Wilder. I, Is Jim Wilder? No. I, no. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good one, though. But a lot of those people were on the list for Doc Brown. Okay. Chris, Christopher Walken. Christopher <laughs> Walken. Yeah, if you want kids to, to not not sleep at night. Yeah. I could see him more as... Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see him more as uh what's his name? Oh man, am I missing him? Who? Hey, uh Walter Peck. No, um Harold Ramis. Um let's Okay. Speak. Well, Harold- Christopher Walker, let's move on. No. All right. But um so, all right, so there's Venkman, there's Spengler, and then there's um, Zed Moore huh? and, and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, I'm, you know, I got I got everything mixed up over here. I'm sorry. I was okay. getting Spengler confused with uh, Dan Aykroyd's character because because Dan Aykroyd and and Harold Remus wrote the script for it. Okay, all right. But originally, like Dan Aykroyd was always going to play. I, what is his name? <laughs> oh man, this is bad. We're doing it. I know. 
an episode on, uh, and I know when as soon as I see it, I'm going to go. Uh, but anyway, you look it up. Stance. Yeah, I thought it was Stance, but what's his full name? Does it say Doctor Raymond Stance? Ray, 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 Ray Stance. Ray, okay, Ray. yeah. All right, so that was decided upon. He was going to be Ray, you know, because he was writing the script. Yeah, it was him and Belushi were going to be, you know, Venkman and and Stance. Yeah. So, um, but the Spengler part wasn't decided. Harold Ramis was writing it. He didn't want to really be in the movie. He just wanted to write it. So again, Michael Keaton was offered the role and he declined. And then Christopher Walken. So yeah, I could see him. So wait a minute. He was Michael Keaton was offered three parts of this. No, he was just uh, he was offered the parts of uh Spengler uh, and Venkman and Spengler. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Who else have we got for that, for Spangler? No, I'm saying Christopher Walken. You couldn't see him? No. I could. Scary. Like it, with the funny hair, you know, and, and his eyes and all that. I, you know, and that dead, deadpan face. I yeah, definitely but, could see him. Yeah, but he doesn't strike me as like a scientist type of guy, but Harold Ramis definitely does. John Lithgow. That might work. Might doesn't instantly come to mind, but I could see it working better than Christopher Walken. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of can't though. see it. Too tall. I can't really see it though. It, um, Christopher Lloyd. Um, yeah, because at that time we didn't know. So yeah, let's be let's be positive about it. If we if we nicked his role in Back to the Future, we should give him one in Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I could see him. You know, because yeah. he would play a similar character. But he play he he plays character in the dream team, whereas they're kind of like very rigid, very <laughs> not stuck up type character. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that movie a lot, and that just didn't do well over here. I don't know why. Okay, I had to look for that. Stephen first, um, Peter Boyle, Stephen first. Christopher Lloyd, Michael Keaton, and the Dream Team. I had to look for that movie. And the reason why I looked for it is because they announced that Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. And I was like, all right, I got to rent all of Michael Keaton's movies that I haven't seen just to see if he might be able to play Batman. Well, Dream Team was two years later. It was a year later. Was it? Yeah. 89. Well, then it was, uh, what is that one where he was, uh, we talked about it. No, he was an alcoholic. Oh, clean and sober. That was clean and sober. Yeah, I think that that was one of the ones that I had rented. Right. No, that was before. It definitely was before. No, that was after. That was about ninety four, I think. Ninety three, ninety four. I don't. I think I'm pretty sure it's before Batman. But anyway, we're not doing good with our homework. (laughs) Or I am. Well, I am. I know I'm right. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to that later. (laughs) Uh, In this next one, the last one, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it too. I, they're almost identical. Yeah, and you you get that sort of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's be kind. It's Jeff Goldblum after all. So you know, yeah, yeah. No, no, I could see him. I again, I like uh, Harold Ramis's voice a little bit more. Oh yes, absolutely. Where I think that Goldblum would just talk really fast. You know, yeah, but he could play a scientist. I I could see him. He could. Uh, Winston, Eddie Murphy. I know this one already. Oh, so you know? I see. So yeah, I do know this one. So tell me the story of Eddie Murphy. Uh, I don't know the story. I just know he was up for it. All right. So yeah, he passed on it. He was supposed to. It was originally supposed to be the original Ghostbusters was supposed to be John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Eddie Murphy. Hmm. and Eddie Murphy was supposed to have a bigger role. Well, the character of, of Winston was. Right. So I don't know if he was supposed to enter the movie before they started being the Ghostbusters, because you know when Ernie Hudson took it, it, it was like halfway through the movie when we, we, we got to see Winston, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that a paycheck always... involved, I'll 
do whatever you want. You know, I'll say whatever you want me to say. That always felt out of place, you know, that he just came in in the middle for some reason. Well, um, that's a bit. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I just I always felt it was an afterthought, and I guess in a way it was. They had to change the script after Belushi died and after Murphy. So what did Murphy decide to do instead of doing Ghostbusters? Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Perfect choice. There's no there's no question. True. Beverly Hills no, no, Cop's iconic. It's just and, and that made him a millionaire. I don't think Ghostbusters would have made him a millionaire. No. And maybe he wouldn't have got the same chances. Maybe because he'd be seen as a as a bit player, but then by that time he'd made forty eight hours training places. Mm. Yeah, but who was supposed to be Beverly Hills Cop before him? Oh, we did do this. Can't remember. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, definitely not. Well, it wouldn't have been a comedy. It would have been more. Oh, it would have been probably been like Cobra. Cobra, crime is a disease, and I'm the cure. <laughs> dear me dear me but i okay. do think he he would have been a better winston well, i can't forgive him because he's making beverly hills got four so he's no he's, but you turn on grata i'm not you know giving him forgiveness or anything i'm just saying that he would have made a better winston i just think that he's got I better think he comic timing because then you've got ernie hudson then next time that i can remember in the period was um leviathan yeah, he's and, been in like minor movies that, that that like that go. Do you know what? I've just stumbled upon these what if podcasts. Maybe I'll go back and and listen to some of the uh, earlier podcasts you do. And we do see a bump. We do see a bump in, in sometimes, and then suddenly one of the podcasts will explode because everybody seems to be listening to it, which is great because I think it must appear on a directory or something. But the only podcast that I would say, unless you're feeling really happy and you want to feel really sad really quickly. Don't go and listen to Leviathan because we both hated that film, and and we, it was such a chore making it. That that's the only podcast I'd recommend you don't go and listen to. Any Hudson in the in that Peter Weller, Ernie Hudson, Richard Crenner, uh, Lisa Eilerbacher, who was in Beverly Hills Cop, who played the arts, the, the person at the art thing, should work on paper. Worked, worked, worked was abysmal. Yeah, decent cast. Yep. Daniel Stern, Miles from Home and Away, um, Home and Away, Home Alone. Yep, mm-hmm. should work. Didn't work. Lewis Tully. Okay. Do you know who? Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I've never been a huge Rick Moranis fan, so I'm willing to, to have my mind changed on this one. Uh, first person that was approached to play the character was John Candy. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't have worked in the. Do you know what? It might have worked as the the guy next door, the the real geeky guy, and yeah, actually, that 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 would work because the only running around he really has to do is when he's been chased by the um, by the 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 gargoyle dog. That's the only thing. I think it would have worked. Did you ever see him on Second City Television? John, I Candy? never did. No, no. Yeah, and he plays some nerdy characters on there, and you know, I could see him as an accountant, heavy guy with glasses. Just got to put well, glasses on him. Copying National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, but he was actually the problem is that he kept pushing that he wanted the character of Tully to have a German accent. And for him to have a pair of dogs and they kept telling him, it's like, no, that's not what we want. And he, he kept pushing over and over. And they said, we already got dogs in the movie. You know, it's just going to be too much. And uh, he, it sounds like he didn't relent. So that finally they said, you know what, we're just going to go with somebody else. And they went with uh, Rick Moranis and he said, yes, immediately. See, that's weird because in the breakfast club, Rick Moranis wanted to play the janitor with a different accent with different in a different really? way yeah so that's mm. weird that mm. is weird mm. okay another one for lewis tully no that's it universe oh. is colliding there wow okay yeah i'll replace i'll say yes so dana barrett 
Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Well, this is where I might get myself in trouble. So I'll just put it like this. I'm, I'm gonna... sure that Sigourney Weaver is. She's a wonderful actress, but uh, I can't see her in a romantic lead. Let's put it that way. Is that was that diplomatic enough? I see. Were you trying to say you didn't like her in Ghostbusters? No, I didn't think that she was. She was all right. She was okay. She's she's Ripley, you know. So and she's brilliant at that. There's, so I can't so you see. Anybody. So I guess you saw Alien before you saw Ghostbusters. I did. Yes. So I saw Ghostbusters before I saw Alien. Oh, okay. So yeah, and I thought she was attractive. I thought she was good in the role. Right. No, she was like Andy McDowell. I don't. I don't find. I don't consider her attractive. No, I, I can. But I know attractive. that a lot of people do. And you know, she's sophisticated too. You know. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You can play that. Uh, yeah, she's no dumb blonde or rubbish in like Avatar. That. But then everyone was rubbish in Avatar. So. Yeah, I didn't like her in Avatar. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Julia Roberts auditioned. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say, yeah. I kind of I kind of like that. I, I'll still never forgive her for Pretty Woman or My Best Friend's Wedding, <laughs> which might be the worst film I've ever seen. Um, But she's she's not in Hill. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Julia. I'll give you that one. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Julia Roberts. But not I, in Hill, Joe. Come on. I'm not being mm, funny. No, didn't like no, it. What? Uh, I didn't like it. Sorry. Right. Okay. Boo, Joe. Everyone in oh, the but UK. I, but I like Pretty Woman. I, I thought she was good in Pretty Woman, though. Awful. Anyway. But that that movie, she was like Jennifer Lawrence back then. Like once she did Pretty Woman, they put her in everything, and I was like, ugh, yes. she's not that good, you know? No, Aaron Brockovich. But I do think she probably would have done a decent Dana Barrett. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I'd go with that. Uh, Daryl Hannah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and a better one than, um, yeah, definitely a better one. I could see that too. I could see her playing the cello. I could see Bill Murray falling in love with her. Oh, I've, I've got Daryl Hannah in a film where she's, she just plays the Dana the Dana character, and why have I? Was it Roxanne? That's it. Yes, I just watched That's that recently. It. Oh, <laughs> isn't it so good? Twenty insults. So I've got to think of twenty insults um, for yeah. my uh, for my nose. That's amazing. Um, yes, I, I definitely. Let's re- let's replace Sigourney Weaver with Daryl Hannah. That would definitely I- work. I would agree with you there. I would say yes. Okay. Denise Crosby. Tasha, Tasha Yar from The Next Generation. Yeah. And, and Miracle Mile, of which she acknowledged when we had a Twitter account. Um, I, I said the performance in Miracle Mile always stands out to me as one of the one of the best. And she replied, and she, she sent me a message back saying, thank you. I, I don't get a lot of acknowledgement for that film, and I'm really That's proud nice. of it. That's nice. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I got a reply back from Ernie Hudson, despite the fact that I said, can you promote a film? Which basically we slate everybody and the film. And he still went, he still went, yeah, of course, of course I will. And he, and he retweeted it. That's really nice. Oh, that's nice of him. I really feel bad now for what I said. I remember. And you had John Cusack too, right? Yeah. John Cusack. Yeah. I've got a, uh, thanks. Thanks man. From John Cusack. Little things, Joe. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed, dude. Little things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, she if was I started in... the podcast up again when I did Moving Target, so back, well, way back when, you got China Phillips from Wilson Phillips, who at that time had been in Say Anything and and um, uh, Sixteen Candles, um, and, and basically was starting a film with Jason Bateman in a straight to straight to video. Um, but I did that as I think our third or fourth film. Um, and I ended up copying in all of the actors like that had probably forgotten they even made it on Twitter, and I didn't get any response. And I thought, can I not even get the hitman? He must be like a a realtor or something like that now. He must be something else. And he must go, oh, nobody really asked me about moving target. No, I didn't get anything. I would have expected um, Jason Bateman to go, oh, yeah, that film, yeah. 
It was yeah. dreadful. Tom Skerritt. I even asked Tom Skerritt because he plays his dad. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> didn't get didn't get anything from Viper. He's really like delete. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I I could probably see Denise Crosby. Yeah. Uh. Yes, because she has got that hard. See, I see Scully Weaver as quite hard. I see her as quite tough, independent, and all the, all of that because because of the character of Ripley. It's perfect. If you came next and said, "Oh, Linda Hamilton," I don't know if Linda Hamilton's on your list. No, right? But Linda Hamilton could do that because you you only see her as Sarah Connor in the Terminator films. But I I I remember from Dante's Peak, and I loved that. And I know you're going to give me a hard time. Because it's got Pierce Brosnan in it, and I don't care. I love Dante's Peak, and I think both the leads in that are work perfectly together. So yes, I can see Linda Hamilton in, it, even though it's not on your list. So for that reason, I'll say yes to Denise Crosby. Okay, Kelly LeBrock. Uh, hmm. Yeah, for the same reason as Daryl Hannah, I think that she could bring a different kind of element into it but not a very intelligent one. Even though I seem to remember she well, had a, she had a degree she's French. In she had a degree in something, didn't she? She had a PhD or something like that. She's quite clever. Was she British or is she French or a combination of both? Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. Was Eng- uh, was, well, she might've been born in France with that name, but she's, she's one of us. She's one of us. <laughs> one, one of us. One of us. She's not one of me. No. Well, she wouldn't. She, yeah, she wouldn't want anything to do she with used to bra- live by me. Americans. Well, she might have done. Was that, was that with Steven Seagal? Yeah, they used, they had a house not too yeah. far from where I lived. Oh, that lucky man. Anyway, um, yeah, I could see her. You know, I think that yeah, she could yeah. play. She was she was attractive back then for sure. Yeah, and she's she could play sophisticated too. I think. Uh, yeah, give me another film that she's in apart from Weird Science. Uh, Woman in Red. Okay, give me another film from that appalling film, Woman in Red. Um, is it Hard to Kill? Oh, listen to me. Now you go into the Steven Seagal stuff. Well, what do you want me to do? Well, well the versatile, act, versatile actress. Uh, no. But she did brought a certain something to the role. So, yeah, I'll have to reluct- well, reluctantly agree with you, but yeah. Well, no, that that British accent has got a lot of cachet, you know. Yes, true. And I think that she would have came off as sophisticated. It's not like she had a Cockney British accent, you know. What, what would you call someone like her? You know, like with a you know aristocrat, uh, aristocracy. You know, like classy British accent. What do you call that? Aristocrats or aristocracy? Yeah. Oh, but 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 is there a name for it other than like instead of Cockney, um, posh, posh? All right, we'll say posh. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I could see her. But, Sl- yeah. As we used to call them in the eighties, a Sloan. I think you said slut. <laughs> no Sloans, Sloan. Yeah. All right. So this next one, there's only one other person. Okay. Uh, Janine. Oh, that was well, Annie Potts. See. I'm a big Annie Potts fan because of Pretty in Pink, but yeah, okay. She was in Pretty in Pink. She was. She played the owner of Tracks Records. I don't know. I only saw it once, and right. I wasn't a huge really fan. Need to go and watch Sorry, it again, Joe. It's classic. Nah, it ain't happening. Right. That, I, I put that on my pickle list. <laughs> <laughs> when I show you what a cheese and pickle sandwich looks like, you'll go. I'm going out. I'm going to the. I, I need you to go to the supermarket to get a jar of pickle. And it's amazing in, in how fact, your mind thinks. <laughs> in fact, if people if people listening to this want Joe to go and get and make a cheese and pickle, not cheese whiz, proper cheese, proper pickle, proper bread, none of this processed rubbish that you have over there, a proper loaf, a sourdough with butter and cheese and pickle. My goodness, man. I want one now. It's not happening. Well, if I get four if I get five five people Right in on no. messenger, then no. Joe is Joe is going to have a cheese and pickle sandwich. No, I I have no. I mean, other than I'm a guest host on here, Joe. Let the fans. I'm speak. not you. Let you have to speak. do things. Right. Um, well, what can I do then? What, what's your favorite cheese? 
Mine? Yeah. <laughs> it just made me think of Monty Python. Wensleydale. Oh, I'll have some of that. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh... No, no, that's my name, Mr. Wensleydale. Isn't that, um, awesome. you know, Wallace and Gromit, Wallace's favorite cheese? Uh, no, that's a, that's a, uh, well, it's Stinking Bishop is is the is the cheese that's in there. But you know what my uh, favorite is? What? Good old American yellow cheese. That's like Gouda. It's like plastic it, cheese. And, it, and it's got to be individually wrapped. Yeah, processed cheese. Oh, I'm fine with that. God. The, the, uh, just in case somebody listening to this, here's a rumble in the background. The earth just moved on its axis from cheddar, the home of cheese, after what Joe's just said, that he has the pick of any cheese in the world. He can have Roquefort, he can have Brie, he can have Wensleydale, he can have, you know, uh, Porcelou, and any of the any of the wonderful cheeses that are around here. Stilton, and what does he go for? Yeah, I like my cheese in a can, or I like it wrapped. Yeah, Kraft American cheese. That's this not is how cheese. That's not cheese. And this is how I would eat it. I would have piece of bread yes two pieces of bread yeah yeah probably two pieces two pieces of american cheese another piece of bread that's it in mouth that's it wait a minute it's it's a dry sandwich do you put butter on it or marge no not if you have a glass of milk no i don't put butter on i never what no one puts butter on their cheese over here no you put butter on the bread that's how you make a sandwich how do you make a sandwich you put butter all, on the sandwich sandwiches. All sandwiches. Yes, you put butter on it, and then you no, put your filling in, and then it's put, sandwich. No. We put, you know, bread, meat, bread. <laughs> That's it. No Dear butter. Me. Do you know what? Uh, forget Ghostbusters. I'm finding this culturally in, in illuminating, enlightening, shall I say? Well, because, I, I, well because I am how not can your... you have a sandwich without some form of spread? Because otherwise, it's a dry sandwich. That's why you have a drink when you have your sandwich. Why do you drink when you have a sandwich? What's wrong with you? You eat the sandwich, then have the drink. You don't sip it because you, your bread's so dry that you need to lubricate it with milk. What? What? I don't have what? to drink it. I don't have to have a drink with <sighs> it, but you know, I've had cheese See, sandwiches. See, if you didn't tip all the tea into the Boston Harbor... We would, you would have been having proper sandwiches by then. So when you have peanut butter, I mean, do you add butter on the peanut butter too? Peanut, yeah, I've got peanut PB and J mixed in a in a jar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Would I put that on dry bread? Yeah. Never. Never. Why? Because you put the butter on there because it's not. You a put sandwich. butter on there first. Well, you put marge. I put spread on there. Yeah. Oh my god, man! You guys waste butter. Well. Uh, Right, I need some help here. <laughs> I, I know Dom, Dom is sitting here, either laughing or he's spitting his tea out and going, "I don't, I don't get that." Wake up, Amanda! Tell her to come in. <laughs> no, <you're not> <laughs> yeah, I will tell Butter. her. I tell her. I tell you, I will. I will tell you her reaction when I go down. I go. She, she'll say, "How did the podcast go?" She's busy tonight. She's doing she's doing some work, and I go this. But I've got to tell you, Cheese Whiz has now been upped. They don't put butter on the sandwiches. If she's if she's taking a drink at that time, she'd go and she just it's just spill it everywhere. The only thing I use butter for is for a baked potato. Yeah, well, yeah. Corn on the cob. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, okay. toast. Uh, sorry, what's what's toast again, Joe? It's bread. It's bread. That's burnt. Oh, so as long as it's Yeah, but I'm not putting cheese on there. I mean if I had cheese, I but but Burnt toast. Would you, make a, cheese sa- move would you on. make a toasted cheese sandwich with no butter? I, I don't know. I don't think I'd make a toasted cheese sandwich. I'd make a grilled oh, cheese sandwich. God. I don't want to get... We can get our, right, okay. into this right, off okay. the podcast. Right. Sorry, sorry, listeners. If you're still listening, I applaud you. But, you know. All right. So okay. uh, so Janine was played by Annie Potts, and you said you're yes. a big fan of her. Yes. So I think this actress was originally offered the role, and she declined... Sandra Bernhard. Uh, that would have worked. Um, Way better. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Sandra Bernhard fan because of Hudson Hawk. <laughs> I could just see her hair. Yes, <laughs> it would have looked like. Yeah, and and her lips. Uh, and, it, it, she, and she would have done the whole Ghostbusters. She would have done the wake up, world. 
Did you ever watch David Letterman? No, we didn't get it over here. She was a frequent guest on him, and she is hysterical. She's just right. great. Anyway. She's Madonna's girlfriend at one point, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. And then Rosie O'Donnell stole her away. Oh, dear. Big mistake. Let's say about Rosie O'Donnell, the better. Right. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, we got a couple. Actually, one more. Gozer. Okay. So uh, ooh, okay. So Gozer was originally supposed to be played by Pee Wee Herman. Oh no! Yeah, he was offered the role, you know, where he was, I guess, going to play the the human form, like he was a caretaker. Yes. Of uh, Gozer took on the form of Ivo Shandor, the Ghost Buildings architect, was which was started the original Gozer cult. Okay. And he resembled a pale, slender, unremarkable man in a business suit. Um, and he was going to be Gozer. I like Pee Wee Herman. You do? I, I do like Paul Rubens. Is it Paul Rubens? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said you didn't like Big Adventure. I like all of the big, I like all the Pee Wee Herman films. Really? I wonder what I'm yeah. thinking of. Who doesn't like him? But anyway, uh, yeah. Um, Probably everybody he... else. Amanda can't stand it. Maybe it was Amanda. Um, was, was that that character in Ghostbusters Afterlife? Uh, who, whose character? Uh, well, the head of the Gozer. cult. Yeah. Like, you know, the guy who was buried, uh, J.K. Simmons. Um, he was in no. the coffin. No. That wasn't him? No. Okay. Don't believe so. Have we come anyway? To the, have we come to the end? Yes. Okay. Well, we got there. That's about, mm-hmm. around about an hour. Probably just a little bit over. It would have yeah. been an hour if we had talked about cheese, cheese, and pickles. <laughs> I mean, there will be people there going. I don't know how you can't know what Branson is. Do you know what Heinz? Do you know what? Do you have, do you have baked beans? I don't like beans. I don't, I've never eaten them. You've never eaten baked beans? No, I've heard of beans and toast that you guys so love oh, over there. With some grated cheese on top. Yeah, I would pass on that one. <laughs> if you ever come over here, you know, I've already got two meals sorted for you. If you come and stay in our house. You got a McDonald's by you? Uh, yes, we do, but it's it will be closed, Joe. I would, <laughs> I would give them a picture and say, you can't, can't serve him unless it's pickles and beans you don't have that much clout over there well you see i'm a i'm the man about town joe but i don't know but seriously though so do you have your peanut butter and jelly in, in one jar yeah holy crap smuckers it's a smuckers one no i mean i've seen it like in the stores but usually people don't buy it you know right over here yeah. i mean see so, so you normally days. buy it yeah yeah that's how i have it yeah i don't like jelly either you know, it's like if I have a peanut butter sandwich, I just have bread, peanut butter, bread. You're a, you're a tough crowd, Joe. Tough crowd. I am. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. The end of what if, and we might introduce it back again because I kind of do. You know what? I really kind of like doing this um, because because we do go off on a tangent again. For those who have just tuned in, this is this is how we talk. Um, you know, one day he'll go. I was wrong about Piers Brosnan and the Bond, but. Not, that ain't not, never happening not, not too. Time. Oh, That's on my pickle list too. When you pick, is that now what it's going to be called? The pickle list. I like yeah. that. Um, the next time you hear my dulcet tones will be with Amanda, where, as I said at the start of the podcast, she will be forced, and I think it might be forced, to watch Jaws 3. But there's a story why Jaws 3 has to be the opener to season six. So tune in next time and we'll tell you all about it. There's a lot to cover. Um, and it's all good, trust me. But anyway, where can everyone find you, Joe, if they want to? I, I, as I said, I was listening to your podcast this morning um, in the pool, and it was wonderful. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm uh, the host of WDWNT Nerd Alert, and you can find me there. Uh, it's on iTunes, Spotify, all most places that have podcasts, like if you're interested. And uh, yeah, you can email me too at joe at WDWNT.com. If you have any questions about Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Disney, t- t- tell him, tell him how much you don't like She-Hulk. 
because he's coming around to it now. I think he's realised that the first episode might have been the Emperor's New Clothes and the fourth episode. I like oh. the fourth episode. I like I like the fourth episode. Didn't like the third, though. No, I didn't like the third one. Twerking. Twerking, Jeremy. That's what we want from our She-Hulk well, series. We, got, we want some twerk. There's nine episodes. Three of them I like. So we're getting close to it almost being... Wow, we might break... You might you might actually break even. Three, three out of four I like. I don't know. I think it's a very good possibility that I may look at this as a success. Well, I'll talk to you at the weekend. When okay. We'll see episode five. Dragged to see episode five. Anyway, um, right. Bye, everyone. See you for season six. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of fun, I promise you. So, uh, cheerio. See you later. See you. See you. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>